Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'll share three reasons why I personally, from my clinical experience, see babies yawn when eating. Um, one is autonomic symptoms, the second is reflux symptoms, and the third is fatigue symptoms. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Here's a weird phenomenon you might have experienced, your baby yawning at mealtime. Why are they yawning? Are they tired? Are they bored of your food? What's going on when my baby yawns at mealtime? Since yawning has to do with the mouth, I added it to my list of weird feeding mouth stuff questions to ask Dawn Winkleman the next time she's on the podcast, which is today. Dawn is my friend and colleague. She's a fellow baby led weaning expert. She's a speech language pathologist and a pediatric swallowing specialist. And Dawn is also the product designer for the company Easy Peasy. So she makes developmental feeding gear, such as the award-winning Easy Peasy Tiny Cup, Easy Peasy Tiny Spoon, both of which are used for independent self-feeding in infancy. If you want to check out some of the Easy Peasy feeding gear, my affiliate discount code KD10 always works for 10% off at easypeasyfun.com. And Dawn is here to help us understand what might be going on when we see our baby yawning during mealtime. Thank you, Katie, for having me. It's been a little bit of a while since we chatted. Tell me what you're working on in the infant feeding space these days, please. You're going to be so excited to hear this, but I have two new pre-feeding designs coming out in Q1 next year and one baby led weaning design launching then as well. So of course you and your community will be the first to know all the details. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm always like, what's she going to come up with next? And then I guess, and I'm way off. I did guess breast milk popsicle though, because you used to talk about them all the time. And I know we call them the tiny pops and you can put other things in there besides breast milk. But I love the new pre-feeding products that Easy Peasy has been coming out with. I think it's so helpful for parents who are like anxious to get started, but know that they shouldn't offer their baby anything except breast milk or formula until their baby's ready to start solid food. So I can't wait to see that. We out, what, the beginning of 2024? Yes. So Don, I have this running list of questions on this notes app on my phone. The parents ask, and I'm always like, ooh, this is a question I have to ask Don. So that's the impetus for this quick episode. Don, why does my baby yawn during mealtimes? Please tell us, what's the deal with yawning? So I actually get this question a lot from parents that I work with, and I'll share three reasons why I personally, from my clinical experience, 
see babies yawn when eating. Um, one is autonomic symptoms, the second is reflux symptoms, and the third is fatigue symptoms, and I'll just go more into that. So autonomic symptoms are basically when we have involuntary responses related to the nervous system. I'll give you an example. So my preterm or NICU babies, um, they tend to communicate pain or discomfort by like hiccuping or yawning. And our full-term babies just cry to kind of communicate that. Now, fast forward six and a half months or seven months or maybe even eight months later, these babies are starting solids and I tend to see the same yawning or hiccuping responses. So I just educate my NICU parents, you know, about this possibility so they kind of know what to expect. And then the second reason is reflex symptoms. So as an infant swallowing specialist, I consistently remind parents that, you know, one of the signs of reflux is yawning. So when a baby yawns a lot, it could be that they're trying to contract their throat muscles to kind of decrease discomfort or pain commonly associated with reflux. So if you find that your baby is yawning a lot and not swallowing very much, so really not swallowing that food, it could be reflux. So I just tell the families that I work with to ask their pediatrician for a referral to a speech-language pathologist or an occupational therapist that specializes in feeding um, to help with reflux symptoms and swallowing therapy. One or two sessions can literally be life-changing for your baby and, and for them as well. And then the third reason is fatigue symptoms. So I love to just tell families that the act of swallowing is a complex process that involves 26 muscles and five cranial nerves. So eating and drinking requires a lot of effort for our babies. And they're growing, they're developing, they're eating, they're drinking. And a combination of all of this can just get really exhausting. So I'd yawn too. I mean, it is, it is a lot of work for these babies. And, you know, I always explain that when we tell them to like, hey, swallow one more time or just have one more bite, like we're asking our babies to engage those 26 muscles and five cranial nerves again for that one more bite. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So let's talk a little bit more about the fatigue symptoms because, I mean, it is sometimes it's funny. I know I work with parents and the babies are just starting out in solid foods. We do a lot of like the first 10 days together and the parents will be like, what do you mean the baby's tired? He hasn't really done anything. And I was like, oh my gosh, 
He's sitting and sucking and swallowing and breathing and now touching food and reaching over here and smashing in his ear. It's actually a lot. And 15, 20 minutes into it, some of these babies are just pooped. Can you talk a little bit about how long can you anticipate your baby sitting in a high chair? And obviously every baby's different, but maybe just a typically developing baby. And I know in feeding therapy, you're, you're sometimes working with a different population, but how long can parents of typically developing babies expect their baby to sit in the high chair before these fatigue symptoms set in? Yeah. So most of the babies that I work with are typically typical developing. And so they should be able to sit for 15 to 20 minutes, you know, holding themselves up and being able to engage in things like, you know, mouthing tools or cup drinking or feeding or using a spoon And so we want babies to be able to not only sit for 15 and 20 minutes, but actually be able to lean forward and engage. And that is really important for parents to kind of understand, too, when we're talking about them getting fatigued, is that they're using their core muscles, they're using their fine motor movements, they're using gross motor movements with their feet and really engaging in that footrest. Um, They're crossing midline, they're engaging their sensory system, and then they're also trying to eat and swallow. So this is really uh, complex. It's actually the most sensory and motor involved actions that the child does throughout the whole entire day. So it is also the foundation. You always hear me, if if, if you've heard me before on Kitty's podcast, you always hear me saying, you know, feeding milestones precede speech milestones. So feeding milestones really are the foundation to speech and language and cognition and a lot of fine motor movements and gross motor movements and and the act of, you know, swallowing their saliva and decreasing drooling and all of these changes. And every single day your baby gets into that high chair, they are growing. So that tongue is a little bit bigger. That mouth is a little bit bigger. They have, you know, their fingers are getting a little bit longer. So it's inconsistent. So that can be very fatiguing for baby. You know, yesterday they were able to grab that avocado slice with no problem. Today, their fingers are a little bit longer. That's a little bit more challenging. Or their torso grew a little bit more. So now they're shoving that avocado piece into their chin instead of into their mouth. So it really can be overwhelming for baby. And of course, overwhelming for us as caregivers, but it can be really challenging for them. And And if parents don't realize like, you know, hey, this is all changing all the time, that it can be a little exhausting for parents as well. And you mentioned it a little bit earlier. You're always talking and reminding us like these feeding milestones that your babies are working on right now, they come ahead of the speech milestones, which are going to be coming up in your baby's development next. So Dawn, can you remind us what things can we be doing at the table that are really going to be helping our babies with talking down the road? Yeah, so there's several things, but I'll just highlight three things that parents can do to kind of prepare for this next stage. You know, what can they do at the table to kind of help their babies with evolving speech skills? And the first thing is to work on pre-feeding skills. Now, pre-feeding skills are capabilities that your baby can practice in preparation for eating and drinking. A few of these skills are like lip closure or tongue elevation or hand-to-mouth skills. And I actually designed the Easy Peasy Oral Development Tools, which are a set of three baby-led mouthing tools that actually help baby with some of these pre-feeding and, and also feeding activities. Um, remember, again, feeding milestones precede speech milestones, so we have to work on that pre-feeding development and then feeding development, which will lead to speech development. Because, of course, 
the the mouth, the hands, you know, the tongue, the lips, all of those engage the oral cavity to do the pre-feeding, you know, movements, to do the feeding movements, and then of course to utilize that for speech. In addition to that, we're also adding in respiration, right? So as you see your baby doing pre-feeding movements, so, so they're chewing on that oral development tool, you're going to hear them <sighs> kind of really working on the respiration in those pre-feeding skills. You may hear those same kind of sounds as your baby starts to eat for the first time. So as they're starting to chew, you'll hear them like, <sighs> like sigh or again, yawn or take a deep breath. And being able to have these developmental skills occur, that's actually going to help them control their respiration in order to be able to phony and be able to have speech. So then you can hear some of that babbling and being able to have those first words. So these pre-feeding experiences can actually define a path for development and actually hone in the skills needed for successful eating and then speaking. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, so you mentioned three things that we can do with our babies. The first one is the pre-feeding skills. What are the other two as far as helping them with their speech milestones? Yeah, so they can next focus on open cup drinking. So having baby drink from an open cup held by a caregiver can actually facilitate speech development since it promotes lip closure. So lip closure is a movement that we use to produce the M, P, and B sounds in English, Spanish, and many other languages. So those sounds are M, right? Those lips are closing to kind of make those sounds. And so, of course, it's no surprise that if you're working on open cup drinking, that these speech sounds will actually help produce baby's first words, which, you know, can include mama, papa, bye-bye, because we're actually working on that. Okay. So pre-feeding skills, open cup drinking, and what else, Don? The last one would be avoiding sippy cups. So, of course, you know, again, I, I feel like I'm constantly preaching this, but it really, it really is essential for families to really consider not adding sippy cups in their child's feeding. And this is because the tongue is placed in a forward position with the sippy cup, which can misshape the oral cavity, which may lead to speech delays, difficulties chewing, difficulties with picky eating, um, having food, you know, come out of the mouth encouraging that tongue thrust, which can be very overwhelming for the babies to be working so hard and having that food continuously come out of the mouth and also be very discouraging for parents who are like, I'm you know, making all this food and my baby's not swallowing anything without them knowing that because they're using a sippy cup, it's really training that tongue to push forward. And so it's not that the baby doesn't love your food and it's not that the baby can't swallow. It's really because, you know, with the use of sippy cup, we're kind of motor planning that tongue movement that is inappropriate. So Don, I really appreciate this because 
sometimes these things you see and you're just like, is this normal or is this not? And it's so important that I love your perspective because you're working with both typically developing babies. You've also seen babies in a feeding therapy setting. And sometimes it can be something as little as, huh, your baby's a little bit fatigued. But it's also a nice reminder that there are these different skill sets we can be doing with our baby to help them get ready for the next phase, which is going to be talking. So before we close out here, tell us where our audience can go to learn more about your work and what can we do to support you and your small business. Oh, thanks, Kitty. They can go to MissDonSLP.com to sign up for one-on-one parent coaching or follow me on social at MissDonSLP. They can also go to EasyPeasyFun.com and check out the feeding products that I designed. Of course, you can use Katie's code, which is Katie10 for 10% off at everything at EasyPeasyFun.com. Thank you, Dawn. It's always great chatting with you. I appreciate your time and your insight here. Thank you so much, Katie, for having me. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Dawn Winkleman. She always is such a wealth of information. I will link up all of the resources that Dawn shared on the show notes page for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com forward slash 388. And a special thank you to our partners at Airwave Media. Airwave Media produces podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain. Check them out at Airwave or online at blwpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Hi friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So little golden books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.